sometimes you have deeper thoughts and you're trying to go deeper and deeper to find that like deep psychological reason why you're going through something. Yeah, for sure. It's not even based on like circumstances. Sometimes it can just be just because and it's Mm. frustrating to not have a rhyme or reason for why you feel like that. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam. And Emma. Here with our 11th episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. It's been a while because our lives genuinely like did a full 180 <laughs> in the past two weeks. Everything so changed. I can't even begin to explain. But our lack of episodes is a good indication that we were not well. We missed y'all though. We're really sorry for the brief break, but we needed it and we're covered and we're back better than ever. And we're so excited to get into today's episode because it has a lot to do with just something that everybody I feel like has been feeling lately and it's been the topic of so many conversations. But just a quick little note, if you live in Texas and you were obviously like experiencing the crazy winter storms, we hope that Mm. you are safe and well because it definitely hit us in our college town and it was wild. Literally. Everyone is okay icicles on every single car a winter wonderland for one day and then basically power outages water shortages it was chaos but we hope everyone is staying safe because we have been and hopefully hebs are restocked by now oh for sure i think it's going to take them a good couple weeks but we hope that wherever you are you are well brief interlude i will say emma was really craving a pizza one day and we drove (laughs) around for like two or three hours just looking into domino's papa john's and the one place that was open was gumby's which is a college station favorite if y'all know y'all know the pizza rolls shout out to gumby's y'all were open at 1 a.m when no one else was including all the hebs and we couldn't be more grateful It was literally our saving grace because that night I was honestly losing hope in everything. (laughs) Like, like, uh, and Dasam and I were so hungry that we literally just stopped talking. Like we were so confused and like extremely hangry. And then at some point we became delirious and we started like laughing at everything (laughs) just because we were so hungry. I was running out of gas. Like it was just, yeah. Anyway, we don't have to talk about it, but we're just really, really grateful that things are picking up and becoming normal again as normal as it can be. (laughs) So we will go ahead and get into our first segment, Truly Obsessed. This is our favorite segment where we discuss all the things that we've been loving lately. And obviously we have quite a bit to catch up on considering it's been a couple weeks. So Jassam, take it away. Okay, guys. So if y'all need a new sweet and salty combo for a good quarantine snack, please get the rosemary crackers at HEB. They have a little bit of flavor to them. Get brie and then get marmalade jam and just combine it into this beautiful platter. Pairs beautifully with a beautiful glass. I say the word beautiful way too many times. (laughs) Of Oliver's cherry moscato, the pink one, the rosé, so gorgeous. The next thing is reels. So TikTok is my new thing. I'm a TikToker now, like released a YouTube video, kind of my expose to that. But Reels, for some reason, is a little bit classier to me. There's a little bit more thought into the content. It's funny, but it's still cool. I love watching people like do hauls on there, do little like cooking videos, etc. So therapeutic. And my last favorite has to be the Cerave Hydrating Facial Cleanser. So if you have sensitive skin just like I do, then you really struggle with cleansers that will make you just beat red, swell you up, even break you out. 
I've been there. I've done that. And for some reason, this cleanser has been helping me with the acne that I've been having lately. And it's just so soothing and hydrating. And I really recommend it like 10 out of 10. Yeah. CeraVe has literally been picking up so much lately. I think because everybody on TikTok is talking about it and they've been posting like the moisturizer, which is like the sensitive skin moisturizer. Mm. So really good stuff. But I love that. And as far as my favorites go, I have a couple. So the first one is this book that I read last week called In Five Years by (laughs) Rebecca Sir. I think it's like Surly. It's S-E-R-L-E. But she finished it in six hours super fast. It was literally the best thing. Like, you know, just when you get sucked into a novel and you can't do anything but just finish it, like you literally have to stay in your room on your bed, just consumed in that book. Like it is the best feeling ever. And I was obsessed with it. It's like a romance novel. It's a little bit cheesy, but I enjoyed it so much. So highly recommend. And then the second thing that I've been loving, I actually got it today for the first time. So I know it's kind of like, (laughs) I'm truly obsessed with it, but as always, I just, I'm obsessed with drinks. So I'm going to add another one. I picked up this kombucha by Synergy. It's like the brand that I normally get my kombucha from. Normally get the Trilogy flavor. If you're not into kombucha, highly, highly recommend. It's so freaking good. Like really good for your gut. But they came out with this flavor called Passionberry Bliss. And I tried it yesterday and just fell in love. It's like super tart, but fruity at the same time. So if you're a kombucha gal or guy, pick it up. ASAP. <laughs> It'll change your life. It's sitting right here next to our laptop. I know. And sitting beautifully with a it's, little bit in. Left. Yeah. It's really funny because anytime I have junk food or even like my friend and I were talking about this yesterday, like we'll have a junk food and then drink some kombucha right afterwards to kind of like cleanse your system. So my next favorite is actually Starbucks drink. What else do we expect? It's always something having to do with drinks, but this is actually the dark cocoa almond milk foam cold brew with sugar-free vanilla. And Brooke Mitchell actually posted about this. So obviously I was super inspired to get it, but if you like mocha drinks or anything in that sort of nature, like chocolatey coffee sort of deal, get this next time you go to Starbucks. It's delicious. I was literally in heaven drinking it. And then my third favorite has been these little like baguette gold hoops that I picked up from Target. The other day we just went for a little stroll because we just needed to get out of the apartment and Mm -hmm. it was great. And we just like, we were there for a long time. Like I don't even know. Was it an hour? Like how long were we there? We were in our own world, honestly. Like when you go into Target, you're just consumed by all the little things. Yeah. And we're going through all the aisles, home decor, jewelry, clothing. It's great. Food, drinks, makeup, all of it. And I found these little like baguette gold hoops. They're super cute and super trendy. And I don't really wear gold jewelry. So I've been loving these. And that's it for my truly obsessed. Obviously, you know, (laughs) I tried to stay away from the drinks. I wanted to mention my kombucha, but trying to hold back on like all of the drink wrecks. (laughs) Fun fact, I actually gave coffee guys for 2021. I know it's wild. People are probably like some, what is wrong with you? But what is wrong with you? Okay. (laughs) Let me just say (laughs) when the world doubts you, it's okay to take your own path. Sometimes if you are the type of person like me, that feels like jittery or anxious or just way too like turned on when you drink coffee, then then it's okay to give up on it. And I've been feeling a lot better. Like I already have a lot of natural energy and I'm drinking less just like sugary creamer and spending less money on coffee. So that definitely is a bonus. Yeah, definitely a smart decision. But for some (laughs) of us, it is not a choice at this point. It's like Uh, literally a lifestyle. 
Oh yeah. Next segment, guys, reality check. We're going to catch y'all up. It's been a hot minute since we've done a reality check, but so much has happened in the two weeks and it has been an absolute roller coaster. Like there was a point where I was nursing a sick child at one point. So sole caretaker in our one household. Yeah. Why don't you catch them up on how it all happened? Okay. So about two weeks ago, everything was fine. As fine as it could be. Blissful. Life was pretty good. We were chilling. We were having good times with friends. We were going about our regular school lives. Everything was nice. Suddenly, I wake up on a Sunday morning not feeling like myself. And throughout that day, I was like, okay, like my body's just shut down because it was a really busy week. It was a busy weekend. It's fine. Like I'm just going to rest today. So I literally did that. I stayed in bed the entire day, didn't do anything, felt extremely fatigued, only to realize that by the nighttime, my taste and smell had begun to diminish. And that was a telltale sign that I did get COVID and it was not fun. Basically, like that's what we were talking about when we put on our stories. We are not well, like we're sick or going through some (laughs) sick days, all of that. I got COVID and of course, like I had to quarantine in my room for 10 to 14 days and Assam was taking care of me. So she was delivering me meals and it was really hard like honestly it was really really difficult to stay in my room for that long and just sleep a lot I mean luckily the symptoms were not that bad but we obviously didn't get to record together for that time so I literally felt like a housewife for a whole week guys Emma was like giving me she was crapping her whip basically yeah I was and we kind of have different sleep schedules mostly because mine has like gone down the drain yes. like let me just say yes. there were so many moments where Emma would just like incessantly text me but in like a responsible way because she needs to take care of herself and I am her means of doing that well, right literally like I had no option but to ta- like I didn't want I didn't want you to have to take care of me like obviously it's just like the worst feeling like depending on someone else to get you breakfast and coffee and things that you normally be so best. good doing yourself but no yeah you did a good job like honestly it was great but I'm an early riser. Not that I like want to be, but I, I do want to be. But I tend to just so like wake I. up early and Jassam wakes up a little bit later than me. And so I would be like starving in my room, like begging her to like bring me a slice of like bread or whatever, like <laughs> the crumbs of a toast. And then Jassam is knocked out in dreamland and she's nowhere to be found for a few hours. <laughs> Honestly, you did amazing. Like it got better and better. And I think that your cooking skills have improved a lot like they're way better than mine at this point so honestly at this point they're Pinterest worthy like thank you for the pot of the back by the way and it was pretty tragic because we did record with Kenzie Elizabeth and we did promise y'all that we were going to have that episode by that Thursday but we lost the audio to it and of course Emma got COVID and we just had to quarantine like I had no idea if I was going to be okay like right now I still have a little bit of a cough but it's been over 14 days so we are both fine back at it again. Sorry to steal your line, Alexander Cooper, but (laughs) I have to mention whenever you go through like a phase of illness, a huge part of it is you also feel like demotivated, like your energy level is low and your Mm -hmm. emotional cognitive ability to process things and just be very upbeat and positive and optimistic. Like that goes down the drain as well. Honestly, especially if you've had COVID, it's different from a lot of sicknesses. Like if you were to just have a cold, like you wouldn't normally think to go quarantine, but because it's COVID and it's scary and obviously super contagious, you genuinely have no choice but to lock yourself in your room for a certain amount of days. And it can get difficult. Like, I don't know, I'm not going to say, oh, I had to go to this crazy battle of COVID because I was like super lucky, thank God, that like the symptoms weren't worse. But 
being stuck in my room was definitely not the move. And like, I'm sure you can relate if you've been through this as well. You genuinely mm-hmm. can't go anywhere. Like you have to stay within the yeah. four walls, figure out things to do. And even then, like doing regular things doesn't feel as good because you're sick. Like everything is fuzzy. You're kind of under this sort of umbrella, so to speak. And sometimes we just have to work to get out of that rut afterwards. And it's a little bit difficult after you've been physically ill. Yeah. And that's honestly what this entire episode is about, guys. When you don't feel good enough, when you don't feel worthy or just that you're not performing your best, how do you get out of a funk? Because I was in a funk. She was in a funk. I think we're all in funks, especially when you're isolated and deprived of those hits of dopamine from social interaction, from stepping outside, going on a run. So many things give you those serotonin boosts that you need. And when you're deprived of that, it could really affect your mental state. Like when negative thoughts filter in, don't necessarily feel like something is wrong with you or that you should be grateful because everything is fine and you're healthy and whatever. But just let yourself feel that way sometimes. And your mental state is severely affected by your physical one a lot of the times. And your mental well-being is obviously a priority to everyone. So whenever you're in a funk, just don't feel like you have to be positive all the time because you don't have to be. Yeah. And honestly, it's such a big part of life like these funks happen so regularly and obviously we want to mitigate them like we don't want them to happen but it would be i think naive to say that it's not normal and that like everybody doesn't go through it because it's all of us like we all go through these random periods of just like what is happening why do i feel a little bit like outside my body like why am i not as motivated as energized as inspired in life and honestly like if we acknowledge it i feel like that's a lot better of a step than like continuing to fight against it and like trying to fight when it actually hits you because you're not letting like yourself breathe like you are literally pushing against what your body is telling you to do, which like we were talking about this the other day, like Julian was saying how when you're sick, you tend to feel very cloudy, very gloomy, very just like not good about yourself and how it's yeah. literally all a lie because it's the result of your body shutting down because you're actually sick. <laughs> like it's definitely not an actual indication of the truth at all. Yeah. When your motivation is low, it's not because your passion for what you're doing is low. It's not because you're not excited about the projects that you're going into or even the people that you're meeting. Like sometimes when your motivation is low, it's literally because of your physical state. And that doesn't necessarily reflect on your talent, your capabilities, or how fueling everything is around you. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like I was thinking about this too, even today, because we're talking about how when you are practicing your passion and you're just doing the same thing every day and it's exciting because like you're passionate about it and you love it and you're supposed to never get bored of it. Sometimes that boredom does hit and you, you begin to see it as more of a task oriented thing rather than something that you're doing for fun and how to sort of change your perspective on things and see it as this fresh and exciting thing that you're just getting into instead of something that you're used to doing every day. Uh, well, I think it's also because sometimes or all the time actually, the newness of things are going to get dull eventually. Mm -hmm. Just because whenever you have a challenge or a task that is foreign to you, obviously you're going to be stimulated enough to overcome like the hump of the knowledge curve or whatever learning curve and just get through it. And for some reason, the accomplishment of that task is so much more satisfying than something that you do systematically like on the daily. You have to expect that. It's all about expectations. I feel like you have to understand you're simply going to have to find a new challenge. You're going to have to be creative and figure out ways to spice things up Mm -hmm. because nothing is ever going to be exciting all the time. That's totally unrealistic. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that because 
it can be scary to think like if you've already overcome a huge challenge, like, oh my gosh, how much more can I overcome? But the fact that you've overcome a challenge simply just proves that you're ready for a new one. And I feel like Mm -hmm. we all have to figure out ways to implement that into our daily lives and into the things that we're doing. Like whether it's a job or an organization or anything that you're doing that is just a passion project for you, like whatever that thing may be. There are always ways that you can figure out, okay, like this is the next level that I have to get to. Not in a sense of like, oh, let me just keep building all of these different challenges to aspire to and work myself to death, but more so just little wins. I really feel like it's Mm. the little wins that help you get through that sort of state of not even boredom, but just complacency because you're used to doing the same thing every day and it becomes part of your routine. Like it has to be those little wins that give you that sense of satisfaction. Like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is good. Like this is the reason why I do it. And also just like connecting to the root of why you do that thing. So if you're doing something that involves like other people, helping others find their passions, helping people figure out what they're going to do in their future careers, like that is such a satisfying thing. And I think we forget about it when we are caught up in the technicalities of things. I mean, yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. And I have to add this because I just realized it. I'm someone that is constantly on one end of the spectrum. Like I'm either super, super busy or I'm chilling and I'm not really doing anything. And I mean, that never really happened. But usually I'm constantly chasing this high of being busy and this high of being like constantly bombarded by things to do because for some reason it makes me feel productive and sought out after and like I'm pursuing something like a dream or something, right? But whenever, like Emma always points this out, my boyfriend always points this out, like I'm always like, oh, I just have a crazy busy week or I just have a crazy busy day. And to my boyfriend, he was like, well, I have a busy day every day and I just get through it and I expect it. And I do my best every single day. And I think that's such a more sustainable and healthy headspace to be at rather than chasing that high of being busy like one point and then chilling the next point because I'm always looking for a finish line for some reason. Like I'm always looking for a point where I could just rest why can't I just incorporate rest into my every single day? Like, why can't I just have those highs and then get back from them and re-energize and like recharge and then keep going? Mm -hmm. Because that means emotionally, I feel super high at times and I feel super low at times. And when I feel low, I don't feel like I'm good enough. And I doubt myself and I doubt a lot of things, but it's directly tied to my performance. Like it's because I'm setting aside this period of time where I have to rest. And obviously my performance isn't going to be the best when I don't have a lot of strength in me. And when I do that, it makes me feel bad about myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And the work is never going to stop. Like that's, I think that's an amazing way to look at it is just make it a part of your life. Like why shouldn't you incorporate rest into your daily life? Like why shouldn't you incorporate taking 30 minutes to read a book as part of your daily life. Like there is not any one week that is significantly crazier than the other. And it's always going to be busy. You're always going to have stuff to do. You're always going to have to push yourself and discipline yourself to do the work. It's not going to end anytime soon. You should just embrace it and lean into it as much as you can because it's not going anywhere. And And maybe when you're 70 or something, but I genuinely think that, yeah, we're just, it's either one extreme or the other. And like, it shouldn't be that way because you're just going to work yourself to death, honestly. And then when you're not working, you are completely just out of it. Like you don't even get to fully enjoy the rest because you're just catching up on everything. You're just like, oh my gosh, I literally haven't slept in like three days. Like I feel extremely exhausted. I can't even do something I enjoy because I have to physically sleep. And obviously you're going to have those depressive moods because of that. 
And the other thing is I don't even want to be busy anymore. I just want to be full. Like I want my days to be full and I want my life to be full, like to the point where it's satiate <laughs> to the point where it's satisfying and satiating like whatever needs I have to feel fulfilled in my life. But I don't want to feel busy because busy means overwhelmed in my head and overwhelmed means that I don't have time to do things that I enjoy or just relish the activities that I'm doing to get to the point where I want to be. Mm-hmm. One way that we have both been sort of adding that sense of satisfaction to our daily lives is by going on walks. And it's been really, really nice. Honestly, like it's a new thing for us. Okay. We went on like two walks or something, but now a tradition. I, I want us to do it more just like in the mornings, like to get us out of bed, go get coffee and go for a walk. It's just the best thing. Even, I mean, I've been on a couple walks by myself. Like my mom would literally kill me if I, I'm saying it on the podcast, but she, she won't know anyway, but go, go on a walk with a friend and just enjoy the day. Like look at nature. It literally boosts your mood to be in the sun. It's just such a great way to just get out of your own head. Yes. And when you feel like you're in a rut, let's focus less on how much left you have to do to get to where you want to be and focus more on how much you've grown because that's a huge mindset shift and like perspective thing that I've had to conquer. I'm like, okay, I feel like I literally haven't accomplished anything because I'm still so far away from my end goal, but at least I grew, at least I advanced, at least I performed to the point where I could be proud of myself and say, wow, I'm way better than I was six months ago, one year ago, even a week ago, etc. And on top of going on a walk, reading just five, 10 minutes to get out of your headspace and get into like a different world has been so nice for the both of us. My Kindle is honestly life-changing because I never realized how heavy books are to read like in bed. <laughs> like I would just drop them on my face all the time and have like little cuts just because of these heavy books. But with that Kindle, it is great. And this is not sponsored, but it should be. And you can download a billion books on there. Is there a limit as to how many you can get on your Kindle? Kindle Unlimited offers a pretty wide range. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, I know this because I'm in my free trial right now and they offer like a really wide range of books for free. And then if you end the free trial, then you have to keep a subscription going. It's worth it. Introduce spontaneity and a little bit of presence into your life. That may seem kind of random and also like contradicting, but you could be spontaneous and present at the same time because spontaneous means trying things that you normally wouldn't getting outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes that wakes you up, that wakes you up out of a rut. Like for instance, like if we're just like chilling in bed and we're feeling like not great about our lives or whatever, going to a park that we haven't been to before, changing the surroundings and firing up your senses because you're suddenly in a new environment and you're taking in new things. Like that is so good to be a little bit more intentional. And also find your comfort zone because people have different comfort zones. Sometimes your comfort zone is working. Like if you need to just get stuff done to get out of the rut, do that. If you need to take a walk, if you need to go exercise or just journal or something, do that. But if it's not your comfort zone, then that's fine too. Like you don't have to feel pressured to take a pause because sometimes I just need to get through my work and then give myself that break. And that's fine too. And on the topic of sort of just going through that weird rut or being in a funk, as we like to call it, I have a little quote that I literally always look at. And I know quotes do not solve everything. I just love this so much. And we want you all to know that like, even though there are definitely 
weird parts of life where you kind of just feel like you're coasting through and not in a good way and every day sort of feels the same and you're just kind of going through the motions. And we definitely know that that has been something that people are going through. Like it's COVID and we had a winter storm last week and it sort of just changed the course of everything. Like it put us off of our normal routine in the sense that it interrupted us. It has you a little bit off rhythm and not exactly in that super motivational, inspiring mood where you're just ready to tackle on every single thing. Yes, it is awesome. And we definitely like encourage you to keep going at it and push through and make sure that you're doing things that you love and go for walks and all of that. But we definitely know that sometimes there are things that you kind of just have to get through and there's like not any sort of cure all way to get Mm -hmm. through that. Like you genuinely just have to keep living through it. And so I have this quote that I always refer to whenever I'm feeling like that, whether it be for a period of like two weeks or a month or maybe even a whole summer, (laughs) just whatever it is, we know that it's common. This is something I just always like to refer to. So what kept me sane was knowing that things would change. And it was a question of keeping myself together until they did. That is by Nina Simone and it is amazing. That is just a little bit of encouragement because especially as college students, we've talked a lot about Mm -hmm. approaching graduation and how that feels just crazy, like absolutely crazy. It's the end of an era. It's like you look back and you're emotional about things. Like life is just totally changing. You don't really know what to expect. And there's just a lot going on in those sort of transitional phases. Even if you're not going through a transitional phase, sometimes life just hits you and you don't really know how to explain why. It kind of just takes getting through it. We just want to encourage you to keep going. If you ever have any sort of concerns about that or anything deeper that you want to just talk about, talk to someone, let us know. We are here. And we are on Instagram. Literally like, and we talk about this all the time too, because I feel like you and I have collectively gone through so many funks together. (laughs) Just like on random, random months. I don't know why we both just sort of feel that weird. Like what is life? Like, what are we, what are we doing in life right now? That actually reminds me of a quote. I think it's something like great change is taking place when you, within you. So don't stop the process. And I think the process is a great way to think about it rather than like a stop, go, stop, go kind Mm -hmm. of journey. Literally just like embracing the journey and appreciating the journey. Yeah. The destination is obviously glorious, but also like, why don't we just make the destination the sunset of every single day? Like when the sun rises, we rise. And when the sun sets, we set as well. And it's like a thing that happens every 24 hours. It's a continual process of growth and progress. And perfection is a state that we will probably never reach. So don't be too down on yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. And just let yourself breathe and think positively back about everything that you've accomplished thus far. Good stuff. Yes. Mike out. Mike drop. <laughs> Mike drop. Mike out. Mike out. I don't know, guys. Very relevant considering <laughs> our power shortages. So anyway. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it too. Okay. Last segment, guys. We're going to close it off with endearing awkwardness. Okay, guys. Let me just say... Spanish is my third language, and I grew up in Rio Grande Valley in a primarily Hispanic community where a lot of people spoke Spanish. So when I came to college, I thought I was pretty good at Spanish. I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do my Spanish minor, go to all the classes, whatever. I was in class. I had so much confidence, guys, in this class. It's basically a Spanish poetry class, and my professor is critically analyzing these lines in very deep 
romantic, emotional poetry. I had this response like laid out about how the main character was experiencing this specific sad emotion and how he like pitied this specific character. I wait for my moment on Zoom. This is an online class, of course, and I'm so pumped. I was ready. I was on Zoom. I unmuted myself. It was like the moment, guys, like the pinnacle of like, I'm going to speak up in class and everyone's going to be wowed, right? And the professor's going to be like, you, you killed it today. Anyway, that did not happen. Um, Foreshadowing. And I said in Spanish, I was like, this character is feeling super sad and he pities this other character. And they're just like this super awkward moment of silence. And the professor's like, no, actually not at all. This character actually really admires this character. And this person is very positive in this poem. And it's actually like a contradictory statement that you just said. And he just goes and like roasts me for like a good five minutes or something, just talking about how everything I said was absolutely wrong. And this is actually what the poet actually meant. And I was just so embarrassed, guys. Like I had to have my Zoom video on. And the thing is like my professor literally projects like our Zoom video because this is asynchronous. So it's like half in person, half online. So our faces were like plastered on the big projector screen where everyone was watching me get super embarrassed. And he was just like, going on and off about how my ideas were awful and they were being shot down in the moment. And that was super embarrassing to me. And honestly, as I recount it, I'm realizing that it's not that embarrassing. But if you have experienced this firsthand, like you understand it is awful when you get those 30 seconds of courage up in you and your professor's like, uh, you suck. Um, never speak up in class again. That was lovely. And I'm sorry that that happened to you because I definitely understand the feeling of getting like trying to build up all that courage within yourself and then someone shoots you down in like a millisecond a public manner as well so I actually used to be on the cross-country team when I say I was on the cross-country team I mean I was just part of the team I was not a star I was actually always last in all of the meets I was a terrible terrible cross-country runner like endurance yes speed no bad stuff but it was fun kind of just being a part of it I remember I would always run like just the first few meets of the year then I would eventually be told to just sit out for the rest of the season and it was fine (laughs) I didn't mind it I got to work out with everybody and I didn't have to worry about competition which is perfect with me but anyway so because my coach saw me as a regular runner and I was part of the track class which all the cross-country girls were he essentially like forced me to do track and that sounds weird but also like he made literally all of the girls that were in that class do track because it was a track class so (laughs) i i was forced into running the i think it was the 400 meter dash which if you ran track you know that it's really oh no was it 800 meter it was actually the 800 meter dash genuinely the hardest thing ever especially if you're not a fast person which i am not and my legs are really short because i'm 411 i had to run this and i had not prepared at all my whole thing was again jogging for a really long time not running in track so anyway i head out to the track and the gun shoots and we start our race literally halfway through like okay first off i start off super fast because i don't know how to properly run these races like obviously you're supposed to do it in a certain way you speed up at the end that makes total sense but at the time i was just like no just go as fast as you can for as long as you can so i start off super fast i'm in first i'm feeling amazing i'm like this is literally like my life's calling like i am meant to do this (laughs) halfway through i lose all momentum. I, 
I run off the track, just like completely just run off the track. Everyone keeps running. I'm out of there. Like I'm done. And it hadn't even been that long. And I pretend to throw up into a trash can, a trash can that was visible to everybody in the stadium just to like make them think, oh no, like there's nothing wrong with her. She's not, not fast. She's just she's sick. Like she got sick. I don't know. So yeah, I made a huge scene like heaving over the trash can, pretending that I was throwing up my subway. And then I walked back after the race had already finished. And I just told everyone, yeah, like, I don't know what that was. Like I probably could have won, but you know how it is. Like I just had subway right before this. Like I just got sick. Basically he just never had me run really ever again. Any other time that he wanted me to do stuff, I just calmly said, yeah, no, like it's not for me. But anyway, so that was fun. And I think it's just funny because some people were like so athletic in high school like my siblings are both pretty good at that stuff and I just can't so it was really awkward to watch I'm sure but it's fine we, we made it past it and I run all the time now I feel athletic now but shoot at that time it was so embarrassing you tried that I literally tried. brings back traumatic memories of when I tried to run like a mile or something for fifth grade <laughs> class like gym class and I was literally last place with my only other friend <laughs> and I tried to make it seem like I was just like being moral support for her and you know whatever and oh my gosh so awful she was like having to motivate you to get through it that happened to me at a cross-country meet like the girl from the from our rival school actually was encouraging me to keep going during the race because we were like I was in dead last it was so embarrassing and then my my boyfriend at the time he was waiting at the end with a bag of food and like all of these athletic sports drinks like recovery whatever literally like you're doing this for the girls in dead last so bad it was like I was like yeah I run cross country like no big deal come by me I don't know what it was so funny I'm sure he was very proud of you (laughs) (laughs) how like how long had y'all been in a relationship? Just for like a month or something. Oh my god! It gosh. was super early on. So like, yeah, he wasn't That's aware of so my funny. of my unathletic ability, my lack of athleticism. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know it yet. So it was just so funny. We hope you guys enjoyed and get excited for our next one. We're going to be doing an episode with none other than the amazing Kenzie Elizabeth. Woo-woo. Super excited. Yes. Follow us on Instagram, guys, at Before We Make It. Y'all already know. Please interact with our stories. We constantly want to keep a sound check going on on what is happening with y'all and what y'all want to listen to from us. And of course, we have new episodes every Thursday. I don't know Unless why. Unless we get sick. <laughs> it's past two weeks, guys. So sorry. We missed y'all so much. We'll never leave you guys high and dry for two weeks ever again. Let me just say that. <laughs> we promise and yeah thanks for sticking by like thanks for listening like we really 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 appreciate any ideas you have and any feedback that you give so really encourage y'all to interact with us and dm us on instagram bye everyone have a great rest of your week bye dude i'm craving subway now uh, yeah turkey <laughs> subs <laughs> with pickles hungry make this episode so